There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We are live with Dr. Andrew Pfeiffer. Hi, everyone. Okay, so you guys have asked and we are now answering. You have so many questions about water. I think the most important takeaway that this program is not a water program. And the ask that we are asking is not above and beyond what the body actually needs. But chances are what you have been told you need about water is different than what you actually need about water. Um, So we're going to break it all down. How much water do you actually need? Um, What are the things you want to keep in mind when you are increasing your water? So Dr. Andrew Pfeiffer, everybody. Hi, Gina. Nice to be here. Nice to see you again. Pleasure. Okay, so I think the first thing that we should do is some of our returning members are very familiar with you. Mm. Uh, maybe just to introduce yourself. Um, what kind sure. of doctor are you? What kind of body parts are you talking about? Sure. Dealing with? No problem. So um, I'm a uh, uh, what's called a genitourinary surgeon in, in, in Toronto. I I'm a urologic oncologist. I uh, means I'm a urologist, but I have specialty training in oncology. Um, I, um, uh, you know, my spend my days looking after uh, wonderful people with problems with uh, bladder cancer, prostate cancer, kidney cancer, uh, and kidney stones, and bladder overactivity, and um, all the things associated with um, genitourinary health. Everything from urinary to sexual health as well. Right. So obviously water factors into that conversation. It's a big so, part of what you do. Yeah. Uh, water is a huge uh, hydration and uh, is a huge part of surgery. It's a huge part of caring for people in general, uh, uh, whether you have benign or malignant disease. Um, and it represents um, one of the most fundamental things that I teach my residents, my fellows and my students about surgical rehabilitation is hydration mm-hmm. and fluid status. So Um, This discussion really figures centrally in pretty much everything I do. Yeah, wow, water's key and it's important. I think before we get into the conversation, because I've I've made a list of the questions that people want to ask, and they are pretty extensive. You guys, you do have to understand, though, um, that Dr. Uh, Pfeiffer is an actual doctor, so he does not have the time to be jumping in and and manually answering questions for you guys. But I did make a list of the kinds of questions and concerns that you have. Uh, He cannot get into specifics with uh, individuals and neither can we. So when you guys are asking us how much water do you need, there's so many things factoring into that. We don't know your health history, nor does Dr. Pfeiffer. And I'm sure he can appreciate that we are limited in what we can suggest, but you are familiar with the program. So can we just talk about that for a hot second? Yeah. It's not like we just found you on the internet somewhere. No. Like you, you do know the program. No, I, so the program for me, I mean, I, I um, you know, I, I sort of fell into this, uh, I was forced into it initially, you know, by a close, uh, a close contact, as you both know. Um, and yeah. uh, the truth of the matter is, it was the best thing that she ever did for me because, um, you know, uh, throughout my uh, sort of adult life, focusing on other people's health and my family and so on, uh, and uh, working crazy hours and snacking on whatever I could find my get my hands on uh, throughout, you know, grueling days. Um, you know, I just like most people experienced weight gain and. And uh, it was very frustrating. Uh, couldn't get to the bottom of it. And um, the program helped me get uh, and root out 
um, a lot of these negative habits that I had. Uh, it dispelled a lot of the, um, the, the, the dietary advice that is passed around from, from different person to different person, colleagues, and you got to fast, you got to do this, you got to do that, yeah. you got to drink this. And it just got to the basics and it created for me, everybody takes what they need from the program mostly, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. uh, for me, it was a mindfulness of food, being yeah. in tune with my, how my body feels when I eat certain things. And I know that if I'm going to eat something, I'm going to pay the next day, you know, or, or, or if I, if I eat this way, I'm going to feel that way that day. And that's what I want to go for. So it just, yeah. for me, it's great. And I continue to lose weight on the program. I'm doing it now. I, have my water bottle right here, you know, I'm doing my thing. So uh, I'm, I'm with you in mind and spirit as well. <laughs> I love it. And so those of you who are new to the program, you might be putting two and two together. So Dr. Andrew Pfeiffer and our amazing VA and creator of Sprouted Love, Michelle Pfeiffer are two in the same, two are in the same. They are, they, they have, they are married and they are together. And uh, um, we love that. We love that. And Dr. Pfeiffer obviously did the program and he, he you know, obviously he's a fan of it and he wanted to sh help share and educate and bring it to the world and to the masses. And um, we really appreciate his time. Like we are so mm -hmm excited to have it's him. a privilege for me it's a real privilege for me so very 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 pleased to, to help out and help help the um help the group out in any way i can okay so this is an important conversation because we just we want to get our facts straight so i've made a list okay so in your specialty um you know obviously you know you're dealing with the kidneys you're dealing with bladder so one of the questions i want to get off the top is um this do people have different size bladders like when they're drinking more water and it's hard for some people like is it actually physically harder for some people to drink water than it is other people to drink water the answer is 100 yes um the bigger individual you are physically the bigger your bladder and as you grow uh your bladder grows with you and some people have uh conditions of the bladder that have limited the growth of the bladder and some people just naturally have small bladders so there you know when you talk about urination Gina when you talk about you really have to divide it into sort of one of two things there's a how much urine you produce in your kidneys and okay. b how you eliminate that urine with the bladder the upper urinary tract and the lower urinary tract very different and both give you the sensation or the physiologic function of avoiding right but the bladder mm -hmm. itself is a storage organ and it's not just a paper bag. It actually is a muscular organ that squeezes the urine out when you, when you urinate. So anything that affects the bladder wall muscle, for instance, meaning too small or it's irritated because you have a urinary tract infection or you have some other significant pathology there, it affects the way the bladder functions and it also affects the way it empties, meaning that you'll experience problems emptying your bladder or problems with too much emptying, with an overactivity, um, of the bladder, these things figure sense in how your body reacts to how much water you drink, meaning how you can store it. Okay, so how would you know that you had issues with storage in your size of your bladder? How would you know? Like, what were so, the signs of that? So, the top, uh, you know, right off the top, those people who've had pathology previously or bladder, okay. you know, bladder tumors, for instance, or overactivity, or somebody who, you know, I see in my practice, um, you know, the typical 35-year-old female who's had urinary tract infections for 15 years, who has an irritated mm -hmm. bladder, uh, you know, th those things um, really portend to sort of more difficult bladder function and, and sort of less ability to storage or the What's the, the word in medical speak is capacitance, 
You know, okay. you want to, okay. you know, the, you know, the, the capacitance of the bladder is impacted by those things. Anybody who's had the unfortunate circumstance of having chemotherapy, radiation therapy for cancer or surgery in the pelvis, not urologic surgery even, but surgery for colon issues or surgery for gynecologic issues. Those are major impacts because those can impact how the nerves that go into the bladder react and that can lead to overactivity also. Okay, so then for the average person just drinking more water, um, does their bladder get stronger? Is that a thing? Does your body get used to drinking more water? So your body, the, your body does get used to drinking more water in several ways. You have to think about it like this. There are two ways. Um, your body monitors cons consistently what the concentration of your blood is. And you have like two thermostats. Let's call them thermostats. One in this carotid artery, and one in this carotid, sorry, it's in the vein and then the carotid vein on this side. And when, you have, when you're more hydrated, your veins distend because they're more full of, of, of water and, in, that's in your blood. And as a result, it sends a message to your heart and your kidneys to make more urine, right? So that barometer is set at some point in life. We don't know. And as you drink more water, right, that barometer needs to reset a little bit you need to tell your body that it's okay to be a little bit more hydrated than it has been in the past. Dehydration, okay. if you're chronically dehydrated, your thermostats are set, are, are set low. So anything more than a basic dehydrated state would cause your body to go crazy and to make more urine. And as a result, deliver more urine to your bladder and your bladder has to contend with emptying more and, and, and relaxing and so on. There's one other factor I think that's extraordinarily important for both men and women, particularly women, and that's the pelvic floor. For anybody who doesn't understand what the pelvic floor is, the pelvic floor is this sheet of muscle that holds everything up, right? Your bladder is there, your rectum is there, and for women, your gynecologic organs are there as well. Okay. That muscle is made of the same muscle that's in here, you know, that's in the rest of your body. And if you don't work that muscle out, it gets weak, you know? And as a result of that, if you have pelvic floor dysfunction, you have problems with urinating, you have problems holding your urine in, you have sexual dysfunction in women that can be described as what's called dyspareunia or pain during normal intimate activity. Uh, you also have constipation. So those three things figure centrally in pelvic floor dysfunction. And while you have to reset your body with, up here with these thermostats down below and your pelvic floor, this program, for instance, is an excellent opportunity to create a wellness of your pelvic floor and strengthen those muscles. Everybody talks about Kegel exercises. If you've had yeah, kids, just gonna, yeah, yeah. If you had kids, that's a great way to start. But Kegels are just the most. It's like level one on the ladder of ten things you could do to strengthen that those pelvic floor muscles. And I'm not, I, you know, I I advocate pelvic floor physiotherapy to every one of my patients and. Um, you know, there's a website that I go to as a customer, you know, for my patients called pelvichealthsolutions.ca. You'll find all the pelvic physiotherapists across Ontario, across, and I'm sure in other districts, if you're not in Ontario, there's similar things all over the place, but find a good pelvic health physiotherapist, make an appointment, get some exercises, and you're going to improve your voiding pattern. Holy smokes. Like that is like, wow. Yeah. Like that's great. Like you can just sort of see why people have a, such a hard, like 
there's so many working parts when, cause I'm always thinking, bringing it back to weight loss, bringing it back to weight loss, you know, like in someone having a hard time drinking the water could indicate they actually have like underlying issues that are affecting their ability. And obviously your ability to affect water and void your system affects is your ability to, for your body to focus on fat loss and how it's all connected. There's so much more to it than what we yeah. think. My goodness. Okay. So what you're saying is just like your body gets used to the amount of insulin that's used to using the amount of energy it's outputting, um, your body gets used to your urinary output as well, like functioning at that level, right? Exactly. And if you challenge your body and if you challenge your body to change the biochemistry and change the way it's functioning and you take for you as an individual, a healthy amount of water or flu. When I say water, it, it could be fluid, of course. Water is a great thing, but we'll talk about the composition of fluid in a second. And that really spells to like, you know, what, what people are questioned about. Is it safe? Is it not safe? Things like that. That, 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 that we, we certainly have to address. But um, it yeah. does reset your body and it just takes a little bit of time. It doesn't happen overnight. It does happen yeah. with some time. So there is a little bit of grumbling that you got to do. You will go to, the, if you drink more, you're going to go to the bathroom more. And that's a normal thing, you know? What's no, que no but question. But if that perpetuates, it could be that you actually have an underlying issue that's affecting your ability to, 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 to go pee, right? There could be an actual so, issue that's causing yeah. you to constantly to have to go and your body doesn't adjust to it. Exactly. So there are things like, you know, again, I can't uh, just addressing things in general. If you have yeah. problems with, you know, with um, your urinary pattern, you're waking up multiple times and you're having difficulty uh, emptying your bladder, if you're a male particularly, or for a woman, if you're having, you know, incontinence issues or uh, problems with, with overactivity, then you need to see somebody. And the, 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 you know, there's, uh, there's treatments for this. There is um, surgery for this in the extreme situations, but there is a whole lot of holistic things that you can do to improve your wellness of your urinary system without any major pharmaceutical or surgical intervention. Yeah, I was going to say we are, we're, we're sort of like, yeah, we're, we're talking about this, but most people have like a normal functioning, you know, absolutely. We're talking about the, you know, the, the small amount of people. Exactly. Okay. Why is drinking water important? Like, so you know, it's the most fundamental question. It's a great question. It's the best one yeah. uh, because, um, you know, water, um, the molecule of water holds um, a central role from just speaking from the biochemical standpoint, it holds a central role in pretty much every body function that we have, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's neurotransmission in your brain, whether it's transmission of, 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 um, of uh, chemicals uh, or hormones in your body, whether it's a synthesis mm -hmm. of all the natural things that make you feel well, whether it's uh, the elimination of all the waste products in your body um, that, that, that occur, uh, whether they're protein, uh, proteinaceous waste products in your urine, fat waste products in multiple ways, um, all the things that you need to do um, you know, are fundamentally uh, associated with water consumption. And I would take it even one step further, if you are, I mean, we're living through a pandemic now, Gina, of course, and people are getting COVID and people are, you know, wondering what to do. Your body needs water to support fighting bacteria, fighting infection also. So without that, you know, it's, it's the most fun, it, you know, you're, you're depriving your body of its most fundamental building block. That's the truth. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's important. It's like you're, but you talk to like when you're born, you're like 70% water. And then when you, as you get older, it goes into like the sixties. And I've heard most yeah. people are walking around like 45% yeah. or lower. Um, it, it That's does a lot to do with issues. your body fat too. That's a lot to do with your body fat as your lean muscle mass decreases as you get older and you try to fight that, of course, um, your amount of water uh, goes down. It's proportional to lean body mass. Can you talk about dehydration? Like when you, when, like, let's get, like when you, you're a surgeon and you're opening people up, can you actually tell if someone like from inside, can you tell if someone's, cause I know when people give blood, sometimes they know that their, their veins are easier to find, but can you tell if someone's hydrated or you, not? You can, you can really tell somebody's hydration status very easily. It's really, really interesting to see because the tissues are different when you, like you asked about operating somebody, if I'm doing an operation for, for whatever, and I'm, I have a patient uh, on the on the operating table, you can tell about their hydration status, you know, we have a constant communication with our anesthesiologists who are supporting that patient to make sure that hydration status is where it needs to be not more, not less, and we're correcting dehydration. Um, in the most severe cases, uh, in, in the operating room, we are aggressively hydrating patients to support them. Hydration is the most um, fundamental pillar of surgery that you can that you can have, for sure. So dehydration does. Um, just to answer your question specifically, when you're dehydrated, your kidneys are under stress. That's mm. the most important thing. Your body, as a result of trying to preserve your water to perfuse in your your, your internal organs, shuts down the the the, the your your um your water or your blood supply uh, a lot to your to your to your hands and your feet and your legs and organs that are not essential. It redirects and shunts uh, blood to your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your brain, you know, and your liver too, partly. So you're literally, if you're dehydrated, you're depriving your, your body parts of important nutrients and blood and so on. So dehydration is, uh, we're not talking about overhydration, but avoiding dehydration reduces yeah. dramatically the stress factors that you see. And no question about it, if you're trying to put your body in a good place as you are with the program, right? Mm -hmm. And you're trying to reduce the stresses on the body by, you know, what have you, basic food plan, all the tips and tricks that you give, the sleep, the everything that you, that you focus on, putting your body under stress and actually having biochemically markers of stress circulating your body by de being dehydrated goes counter to everything you're trying to do in the plan. Truth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if someone drank, for example, like, like what, where would you put someone on the hydration scale? If they're drinking like a cup of, you know, maybe, you know, a couple glasses of water at most, like there's people who like, they drink coffee, they drink diet pop, but they never drink water all day. Like where would that put them on the, the dehydration scale and does de and be dehydrated? Would that affect your energy, your, your cognitive function? Sure. Like, sure. Um, I, you know, it, dehydration has a lot of effect it's a very personalized individual thing um mm -hmm. when you when you know it, it could affect cognitive function it certainly affects your concentration it affects um your ability to uh perform uh in an athletic manner to the maximum to your maximum capability because your your muscles are deprived of hydration it um impacts your joints uh, also your joints are not as well lubricated so there's a risk for injury there things like that um, if somebody's drinking two to three glasses of water a day and they're a very small individual, you know, yep. they may be just, just eking it out, you know, just eking it out. Because remember, 
your body reacts and these, these receptors you have in your neck um, react to your body's hydration status very quickly, second to second. So you're going to, you've trained your body to kind of function in a state that may not, that may be okay, but may not be the optimal state you're working. That's true. It's just what your body's gotten used to. Your body's gotten exactly. used to functioning and being dehydrated. So that's, that's the it. norm, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's the norm for you, but it may not be the healthy norm that we're after. If you're after life change uh, and you want to lose weight, you want to be healthy, you want to focus on wellness, stress, all those important things that come with it, um, hydrating yourself and making sure you're hydrating is really important. Now, you know, we talked about what to drink. You said somebody's drinking two, two, two liters or two glasses of water. I mean, your body has yeah. a concentrate, your, your body has a concentration of this, right? This level of, of minerals and salts. And I think I talked about this in the post that, that you guys um, talked about, that you guys um, put up yesterday. If you drink water only, right, that has almost no sodium and no chloride and so on, and the concentration is really low, you're going to affect this concentration where it needs to be there. We talk about concentration and cognition and body functions. Your body likes to be in this zone right here. You need your sodium, yeah. your concentration needs to be in that zone. So the yeah. way to do this is anything you bring, you bring into your body has to be in that concentration zone as well to make it what's called you or, or isotonic is the, is, the, is the medical word or um, euvolemic. So if you are drinking water, which is great, and I know you encourage water and I drink a lot of water, you also want to make sure that you bring in the things that, that, that create that right concentration of the water you're bringing in. Things like trace minerals that you that I know you uh, that you you talk about um, salting your food appropriately, not too much, of course. And if you're medically not able to salt your food, don't do that. But but yeah. like that, just making sure the level of electrolytes that you're pulling in are good. It's almost like, and I know you're not a big fan of like Gatorade and stuff like that. And I'm not either because they're, it's very sugary and it's not really a good source. And there's a lot of chemicals in it as well. Um, but mm -hmm. You know, but but the fundamental thought behind like a Gatorade, where it's a balanced intake, is not a bad one. You know, yeah. I wish they got rid of all the other junk that was inside it to make it. Yeah, right. You know, That's the issue. If yeah. you want to have water aid, you know, if we can call it water aid, you know, I don't know. I mean, that that's basically what you want. Maybe you can get your wife on that. That could be her uh, next yeah. product line. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know what? One of the things I love that you talk about in the in the plan, it was even an aha moment for me. And again, a lot of my, um, you know, sharing is what I've learned. You know, when people drink extra water, they feel better, they have better energy, and you know, that helps them lose weight. It just is, and it's not more and more and more. It's really just about you know, at the end of the day, making sure people have enough. But you talked about it's because of the ask food plan wise. We it's not you're talking not we're not suggesting that one person who eats like only one or two meals a day up their water to this point, right? Like it is there is for rhyme and a reason you are eating a lot of foods this is also why we put the emphasis on making those food choices nutrient rich so one of the reasons you need a little bit more water than normal is 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 because of the extra food that we're having people on plant correct correct absolutely yeah. i think that yeah. um you know uh increasing your water intake on the on the plan um is is a good thing i think that it's a safe thing as i mentioned there's plenty of studies right now that show that the basic level of water that an average individual right you know obviously varies if you're a very small person or tall person or very muscular yeah. um you know mm -hmm. is, is anywhere between 
three and three and a half liters of, of water a day. You do lose water very many ways, breathing, going to the bathroom. It, it's so many different ways you lose water. Um, so mm -hmm. making sure that you have that intake is, is a good thing. Um, and with the increase of, um, of good food that you're bringing in, nutritious food, minerals and salts, you want to balance that with the appropriate level of, of hydration as well. Now, um, I will speak to it quickly, you know, because I know there's a lot of questions about medical things and so on. Yeah, I, I actually, yeah. I know you don't have a lot of time, but yeah, I definitely want to get into oh, this. Like, I, I'm so, here, I'm listening. Okay, so who, so, so how much water do people need? So, no, it's a good question. People, people need at least, at least uh, two to three liters of water, basic to avoid dehydration. Now, if you want to increase that, right, to um, more than more than I know we push the water intake um, on, or you push the water intake on the plan. Um, it's a safe thing to do, providing that you're making sure that 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 again, that concentration of solids you bring in, which you're doing with the basic food plan. Right. Uh, there's no question about it. Now, there are plenty of people, as we talked about, who have bladder problems, plenty of people who have problems with these these thermostats and regulation of blood volume with your heart and your kidneys people with congestive heart failure, for instance, people with kidney dysfunction and kidney disease who are, who are in trouble in that way, people who are on aggressive medications to reduce their blood volume, so diuretics and things like that, which are very, very significant drugs, people who are on, you know, who are, who are for instance, who are unfortunately going through different medical problems that um, are very tightly monitored by their own doctors, those patients uh, and those people, you know, certainly have to speak to their doctors before they do an overabundance. And that's really the most fundamental thing. It's safe for the average healthy individual, but those people with changes who have, who, who have health struggles can absolutely benefit from the plan. No question about it, but you need to focus on other aspects of the plan and, you know, overdo not overdoing it, but making sure that you're, that you're you know, or really trying to push the water thing may not be the right thing for their individual circumstance. Understanding that that patient, that population is amongst the minority of people that are on the program. Yeah, but listen, we're talking about weight loss and we're talking yeah. about people with weight issues and, and listen, um, no judgment against anyone, but usually with, with weight issues comes other health issues, you know, sure. and people are taking medications and dealing with health issues and trying to make their body healthy. So, you know, this is why you need to have conversation. Any tips for talking to doctors about this? Like, how would you feel if I, you know, wanted? To, I mean, you're a bit of a surgeon rather than a, you know, uh, you know, family doctor type, but yeah. having these conversations like with your doctor about water, any tips? for that like absolutely I, I would i would i would speak very openly and honestly with your doctor saying i need to and no, no doctor is going to um you know no good doctor is going to say i don't agree with your plan your wellness plan are you trying to improve your health you know that's a yeah. fundamental <laughs> thing so so yeah. you know speaking to your doctor is being honest saying look i'm 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 on a a really life-changing journey right now and i want to increase my water intake to three, four, five, or up liters of water a day. I'm balancing that with, uh, with a great diet, rich of nutrients and rich in electrolytes. Um, I wanna make sure that this is okay with you, what you have me on. And it doesn't need to be the decision from here till the end of time. This decision yes. can change as your body changes. And that's the truth. If you, if you come off your diuretics and come off your blood pressure medication, then that can be a fundamental thing. That can be a change that you make with your doctor. So 
my solemn advice would be to enlist the support of your doctor passionately um, and make sure you're aligned on the same page saying, I need you on this journey. I need you to help me. And no doctor, yeah. no doctor who's self-respecting will say, no, of course you're going to be yeah. like The whole no. point of being a physician is helping people. Of course, you know, I mean, you got to do right. it. Yeah. I think it's such a, an important part that you have to have the discussion of what you're doing as well. You can't just say, you know, can I drink X amount of water? Your doctor is going to be like, you don't need that. No, that's crazy pants. But if you said, hey, listen, you know, these are the foods that I'm eating and this is what I'm doing and this is, you know, whatever, then that might lead to a different conversation and some different advice, right? And so and don't, find exactly. and don't help be, your doctor don't, help you. Yeah. Don't be, don't be shocked if doctors don't know about this because a lot of physicians are not in tune with this wellness life-changing thing when in fact, instead of prescribing drugs for hypertension and high cholesterol, they should be focusing on plans like this that actually change the fundamental, you know, fundamental question of how, how we bring yeah. patients back from the brink. Yeah, yeah. But you can't blame me because you guys are so busy just helping the people who are in a situation that need help to be proactive about it, right? At the end that's, of the why, that's why I love the mindfulness. I love the self um, self-empowerment that comes from your, from your program is it helps people change their lives, not for eight weeks or 12 weeks, but for life. And that's the difference. Yeah. Wow. Oh, this has been such a great conversation. Um, I just want to go over some takeaways. So when drinking the water, it can take your body time to adjust because your body's got used to the amounts that you are, you know, have Perfect. been drinking. But if you are finding that you're in the water an extra amount or got something going on, you could actually have an underlying issue that's playing a role in your body, putting that, that output, right? 100%. Um, although the ask here is not above and beyond because it calls for more water because of all the water that we're drinking, you do need to make sure that you're not over concentrating your blood with too much water and not also putting the vitamins and the minerals and the sodium that need back in it. So make sure your foods are nutrient rich or add some trace minerals or salt your food. Um, if you are concerned at all about the water, because some of you outright need to be concerned because you, you cannot drink as much water as you might want to drink, um, or you could drink because there are health issues. So people should go to the, there are actually people who need to be concerned about drinking more water. They should kind of already know that they have that issue, but they should be talking to their doctor, right? Like they would know if they have they would know, but if things are not, don't follow a common path. I think they need to, you know, we should encourage people to take ownership over their health and, 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 and be a good self-advocate and ask the questions that you need based on your particular personal experience with the program. Okay. And I did outline, we did do a post on low sodium and we talked about, you know, if yeah. someone was dealing with low sodium, how they might respond. So we won't go into, you know, how all the yeah. different ways the body might yeah. respond on that. Um, and um, everyone's a little different. Can you just speak to that? Like everyone, there is no specific, like everyone is a little different, right? Like yeah. everybody's the size different. of your body, the amount of weight you have to lose absolutely factors in. Absolutely. And um, some people, they're just in it for the 10 pounds. Some people, they're in it for the 30 pounds, um, you know, and some people are in it for much more than that. And 300 it, pounds, it, yeah. Yeah. It, and it's just, you know, I, I'm, I'm a believer in this because I think it, it's a healthy way to conduct yourself. It's a, it changes your relationship with your body and with food. And um, water uh, is, it's not a water based program, you know, it's not, yeah, a, yeah. it's not a liquid nutrition program. It is a, <laughs> no. It is, no way. It is a program that, that, that focus on using this, the, the fundamental basics of water and supporting your body uh, and making sure you're not dehydrated. We've agreed that dehydration is something to avoid today um, for mm -hmm. sure. And um, you know, and I think healthy water consumption, um, 
you know, in for the vast majority of people is a safe thing to do, provided it's done in the ways that we talked about. Thank you so much. I can't even, first of all, we are just, we, you know, we are just so grateful that we even have the opportunity to speak with you. Um, so thank you for taking the time. I do want to say to everyone, I know you guys are going to be like, how can I reach out to him? He's a very busy doctor. Chances are you, you might not be able to reach out to them if they wanted to reach you. Like, uh, so, I mean, so people are going to ask. If, yeah. I mean, if there's issues um, and if there's real true, you know, clinical issues that they want to that they want to go through with their particular um, scenario, then uh, you know, you know, from a legal standpoint, they got to speak to their family doctor before they yeah. get somebody like me. Um, you know, and yeah. uh, I, if I can help, you know, uh, in my area of expertise, of course, it'd be a pleasure. I'm very busy in that regard, and um, I will tell you that I think that your the path that you guys are on is fantastic. I thank you very much for helping so many people. It's inspiring, and uh, it's my privilege to be here to talk to you, Gina. You're a, a fantastic person and uh, you have the best at heart. And it, it's certainly a pleasure to, to talk to you and see you again. Oh, stop, I'm honored. Thank you. Honestly, thank you so much. Um, uh, Dr. Andrew Pfeiffer, everyone. Um, we know that you have asked some questions below. Our team has tried to answer those as as, as um, thoroughly as possible. We, we do, we are limited in terms of medical advice. And really the best thing to do is like help your, help, help, yourself, help your doctor go and armed with the information and what you're doing and have these kinds of conversations. Um, Dr. Pfeiffer, thank you so much for joining no us. All the best. Uh, that's our time for today. Remember everyone, if you uh, if you cannot watch this live, which you're already watching live, which makes no sense even talking about it, but we are gonna post it in the guides and we're gonna pop it over on our podcast on ACAST as well. So you can listen to it over there. Dr. Pfeiffer, thank you so much. Sure, I'm my pleasure. Bye-bye.